This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Brandon, good morning, my good sir. Good morning, my good brother. How are you? It could be better. Could be better. I'm not going to lie. Why is that? I mean, Monday night, you know, with the world watching, the, the, the quarterback that I expected to take this team to the playoffs for the first time in 12 years, four plays into it, He's grabbing his, grabbing his calf, and then we learn he's got the Achilles injury. So I, I'm not in a good place right now, though, listening you to won. that Sports Center update, Brandon. You won, though. Won the game. Mm-hmm. Won the game. But listening to that Sports Center update, I guess there's a chance he could make some, some return this year. Now, you're the athlete. That's can not you, happening. It's not, no. All right, so talk to me. Talk, tell That's me, tell me what's going on. You can get that out of your mind right now because no one's coming back in the same season from a torn Achilles unless he's some sort of robot. And if he was some sort of robot, he wouldn't be hurt in the first place. So it's a it's a pipe dream. It's a pipe dream or whatever kind of dream you want to make, <laughs> my brother. He, he he's out. <laughs> well, he is you, out. Because you listen you listen to Stefania Bell. You read Schefter. You read Rappaport. And they're talking about this uh, esteemed doctor who has performed yeah, all yeah. these surgeries, and now the sports science has become more advanced. So maybe just maybe there's a chance. But I mean, to your point, he's forty. It's a torn Achilles. We've seen this injury devastate many athletes, and it takes at least one year to come back, and some say two years before you feel right back to being your normal self. So, you look, I, yeah, I'm smiling thinking about it, but, you know, to your point, it, it, got, it's he, just no chance he, that it's going to happen. He has to rehab for four or five months. He has to. He haven't even gotten gotten under the knife yet. Well, yeah, he went. He had the surgery on, on Wednesday. He oh, said. So, so he had the surgery on Wednesday, so let's go – Five six months from now, he'll be able to put some like real pressure on this. Yeah, foot. so March April, right? So that's that, the season is over. <laughs> the season is over for him. I got faith in Zach Wilson. To be honest with you, oh, I feel like that's... I feel like I feel like he's gonna be okay. I feel like he's gonna be okay, and I feel like because I think Zach is one of these players that knows when people don't don't respect him or none, you know, none of that. So. I think he's going to come out, and I think he got some stuff to prove, man. And I feel like the guy's going to do a good job. Well, let me ask you this, Brandon, because, you know, you've been in NFL locker rooms. I want to go back to last season. One of the biggest indictments of Zach, in addition to, like, the poor play, where I I kept mentioning on my show yesterday, 23 games, he's completed 55% of his passes. That's not going to work in this league. But in addition to that was after that New England game where his defense, you know, held – the Patriots' offense to three points, and they lost on a special teams touchdown. The Jet offense picked up six first downs in that entire game. He was asked by the media, do you feel like you let your team down? And he said no. So, like, how would you, you know, if you're in that locker room, react to that? Because we see, obviously, the players weren't big fans of that press conference. So, what, like, what would your reaction have been to that? Well, I wouldn't have agreed on letting my team down either. I would just put it I, – I think I'd have placed the blame on the whole team, the team as a whole, that the multiple stuff that didn't get done, the stuff that led up to him not being able to do this or not being able to do that. You know, it's a team game, team effort, and if the team effort isn't there, you you know, you lose. You know, just like you said something about his he's, – he's, he's completed 55% of his passes throughout his career. How many of those were drops? You can't, you can't pin it all on him. 
No, it's not all on him. But watching this guy, at, at no, like there is a legitimate question coming into today: Are the Jets against maybe the best defense in football starting the worst quarterback in all of the sport? Like that's a legitimate question. And some of it is on you know other things happening, offensive line, them not necessarily putting him in, in great positions to succeed. AVT goes out, Brees Hall, but a lot of that we watched last year was just him making dumb mistakes. Okay, so I'm gonna go back to to this. Why are they playing against the best defense in football? Where did that come from? I'm First saying maybe, maybe. I said maybe. Like, there's a chance that, you know, the Cowboys were top five defense last year. This year, they, you know, they add Gilmore to a team that already has Diggs and Parsons and Lawrence. Like, they've got some legitimate weapons on that side of the ball. So I'm not saying they're the best. I'm saying there's a chance that we get to the end of the season and we're talking about them among the upper echelon. And that's what Zach's up against today. Give me the Jets 24-21. Oh, I like it. Spicy to start the game. Give me the Jets, 24-21. I'm going to go out and say that. Um, you know, like, week one. Like, week one was a was a, was a interesting week for, I guess, myself as well as you. Yeah. Um, but you got the win and we didn't. I don't think the Giants can play that bad ever again. They can't. It's impossible for a team to play that bad twice. So you it think— just, It just doesn't happen. And I wanted to ask you before we even get to the Giants, because we do have to talk about them as well. Uh, on the cow, like that game, was it more about the Cowboys being excellent or the Giants just being bad, or both Giant. maybe? It was a little bit of both. I tell you what, the Dallas Cowboys got a great defensive line. They're gonna pin their ears back, and they coming after the passer. I can tell you that right now. Um, I think Dallas and in, in, in Philadelphia is fighting, you know, for one A and one B or whatever you want to call it, with the best defensive line in the league now. I can I could agree with that because they 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 definitely got got after Daniel Jones, but again it didn't look like anyone was out there blocking for him either. It was just like they just snapped the ball and was in the backfield at whenever they wanted to be, you know I can't say that big because they're that great that that's what it was. They actually they absolutely played the worst football game I've ever seen the Giants play probably from 2005 to now. Yeah, it was terrible, man. It and, was disgusting. And, and as we transition to the Giants, we'll, of course, talk about Jets-Cowboys, be all over the Giants. Brandon, I don't mean to – part of why, like, you guys, and I say you guys, athletes, hate the media or have shown some disdain for the media is because we tend to be dramatic. It's what we do. It's it's, it's We conjure up storylines. But is it fair to say, man, like, the season's on the line. Like, you lose this game. Like, how do you march toward – something modeling success if after getting smoked by the Cowboys you lose to the Cardinals who many people don't think are even trying to win games and given the schedule that they're up against this season this the season could be on the line today no oh I don't think that at all I don't think the season I mean, so do you think they could lose today and still have a successful yeah, season yeah absolutely oh, I think come they on, lose Brandon. Again. Man, I went, we went 0-2 and ended up with Super Bowl champions, man. Like, but this ain't on. that team, bro. You know but this is not knows? that same team. But who yeah, knows? This, this, he's not Eli Manning. But who knows? I mean, th- this team got a lot of good weapons. They got a lot of good weapons on offense and defense. That, and this defense is not what your defense was. But uh, listen, you've got Arizona. This is the same defense that you're talking about that got beat 38-10 to 10 by Green Bay in week two and got beat, got blown out by Dallas in week one? Yeah. Two, and, uh, no, I'm not talking about this defense. I'm talking about my defense. Yes, I had that one. I'm the Super saying, Bowl. and then y'all turned it on late. We know that, but you, you're comparing that defense to what you have with this group. No, here? I'm not making a comparison of anything. I'm just saying that 
two two weeks into a seventeen a eighteen week season, if, if that's the case, they only play five games instead of seventeen of them or eighteen or however many games they play. Is week two? I am not panicking at all. I wouldn't I wouldn't panic if the Giants was zero and ten, right? Because mm-hmm. again, I mean it's football. It's just what happens, you know. I, I'm manning up the city of and and. and and tell you that they got a lot of work they got to do, but losing two games week one and week two that doesn't that doesn't mean. All anything. right, so let me ask you this: They lose today. You think they're winning Thursday against the the, the Niners? No, they always had them losing to, to the Niners if they was <laughs> if, if if they went into that game two and zero. Oh. So 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 best case scenario they're one and two, but if they lose this game, you're, you're staring at zero and three because you weren't picking them to be San Francisco again. I, I don't want to be too dramatic and, and, and have the season be over after we've, after we've only seen them play two games. But it's a pivotal one today. And I had Sal Palantonio on yesterday. He agreed. Like this, you could make a case, is the season for the Giants because it's just hard to envision. And you just mentioned how good the Eagles are and how good you know, the, the Cowboys can be, at least on their defensive line. I know you're not high on them to begin with, but most people would have those two teams as the class of this division. To start the year 0-3... I, I, that is a tough mountain to climb, my man. It, it, well, it just depends on who in the locker room, what type of leaders you have, like like what like what type of peer leaders is in your locker room. That's the only way it would be tough. But and honestly, I, I, I like outside of Saquon, I, I don't as far as leaders and someone that could take the team and go with it. I don't know if I see it. Um, again, I'm I'm not in the locker room. But yeah, 0-3 could be a, a really tough start to the season. But I still can't automatically. I still can't write them off. They can they can go 0-3 and, and rip off six straight. You never know. Somebody can get hurt here or there. You get, get a spark from somebody. You never know. All right. You never know. So I want to throw that out to the Giant fans out there at 800-919-3776. This is a game today in Arizona that you're anticipating five hours from now. Just because you know it, it's. Maybe he must win, but fresh off of getting bounced by the Cowboys, you got to feel like your season could be in jeopardy. Am I overboard, or are you guys on board with me at 800-919-3776? We're on Twitter, at Brandon Jacobs 27 at Ty D. Butler. And we're taking this thing all the way to 220 today because the Jets and the Cowboys, their pregame gets underway at 225. So we'll march toward uh, the pregame show with Dan Grasso and Greg Butter. Hit us up, 800-919-3776. We'll be back in a moment right here on 987 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. I think, again, I don't want to go too far in the, in the wrong direction, but I think that there is a segment of Giant fans out there who, if this season goes sideways and, and you're looking at like five and twelve, could start to see some of that equity that Dable and Shane and Jones had built up last year plummet, just because it would be looked upon as a fluke. If you have the success you did last season, playing that easy schedule, and then once the adversity hits and the schedule's tougher, and now you're expected to take that next step and you fall flat on your face. They're gonna take a little bit of a hit, no? Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I think I agree with that one. Um, but when you start talking about schedules and stuff in the NFL, man, I never really, you know, believe in. I mean, the, the NFL is top heavy. It's top heavy if you really want to be honest. I mean, it, it's not it's tough schedule. I mean, it's it's grown men playing football. You got to come to play every Sunday, regardless of who you're playing. So rather, so so rather your your you know your schedule is as some would say tough. 
you know, you still got to line up and you still got to play. But last year, I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't think their schedule was weak. You know, it's, I mean, they played the South. That's one of the worst divisions in football right. outside of Jacksonville. Like that's, everyone in that division stunk. Right. They played. Yep. They played the South, but that's that's four games out of how many? Yeah, they but they swept the South. They went four and zero, and then against teams above five hundred, they were four seven and one. They won one division game. Mm-hmm. So you can look at the splits. And I don't want to take anything away from the Giants because they they went out there last year and won a playoff game. There is nothing that you have to apologize, you know, when it comes to the schedule. I'm just saying that if the, in the ensuing season when you're now playing up against heightened level of competition, you fall flat on your face. Mm-hmm. That becomes uh, you, we start to look at last year a little bit differently. Oh yeah, I mean uh, the Giants last year had a great season, um, or as you say, it was a fluke because it was a terrible schedule. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it was a fluke. I'm saying people will start to say people. that if this this goes side. I'm not calling it a fluke. I give right. them mad credit for what they did last year. That was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I give them credit for for what they did last year, given the fact that they had new coaches, a new offense, everything was new last year, and I think you know, I think they did what they were supposed to do, and I think the Giants would be okay this year as well. I don't I don't see them having this. You know, you know, having this season where you need to fire the coach and get the money oh, back nah. from the court. I, I don't see that happening. <laughs> nah. You know, I, I don't. I, I don't see that happening again. Like I said, the Giants cannot play worse than what they did on Mon- on Sunday night. They cannot play that bad ever again. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to the Giants. Calls Chris is and Beth Page wants to weigh in. What's up, Chris? Hey guys, love your show. Uh, just a little house cleaning first. Uh, housekeeping, I should say. Ty. Um, this theory, this notion that the Giants had an easy, uh, you know, schedule last year. By the way, they beat the Ravens, okay? And they also beat, you know who the number one seed in the AFC was the year before? You know the number one seed was? Tennessee. But come on, don't give me the Titans. Right. Stop, stop it, Chris. You're, no, no, you're no, better no, than no, that. No, but, but that's what they... But they opened you're up better the than that, Chris. You're, you've been watching football for 50 years. Don't don't try to play those those cute games with me. Just make your point. I, I, I am not saying that the Giants' season last year was a fluke. Everyone would acknowledge their schedule was not tough compared to what it is this season. That's all I'm talking about. But, but, right. I get it, Ty. But this is – let me – and then I'm going to get to my main point. But I just want to say this, okay? Brandon kind of hit upon it. The way people go about looking at schedules hard and easy and this and that, it's ridiculous because guess what? You know, the Jets were going to be a really tough game for the Giants last week, by the way. And now it's become – I'm not saying an easier game, but a much easier game. Instead of, you know, so things change. Injuries happen. So to look at a schedule and to judge everything on, oh, they had an easy schedule last year. Now they have a tough schedule. So things Chris, are going to go downhill. Yo, Chris, there were right. giant fans saying this. Listen to the K show. Listen to Don LaGreca. Listen but, to Dave Rothenberg on DPHR. These are giant fans saying it's not just me. Like, don't try to make it seem like I'm just some hater. I, I'm telling you what Giant fans are saying. The writers who picked them to take a step back this year, one of the biggest things they pointed to was the easy schedule compared to what they're going up against this year. Come on. Come on, Chris. Uh, well, all right. Whatever. Like I, like I said, Brandon hit it. He's a player. He knows it's ridiculous to talk about schedules. It just is. I'm sorry. Football, things change all the time. And you'll agree with me that the Jet game is a little bit easier for the Giants now than it was last week. you agree with that? So so, so why do you think that? So why do you think the Jet game is a little bit easier this, now Now that Aaron Rodgers is out? Because, you got, because you're not facing Aaron Rodgers anymore. In other words, when you look at that game before Aaron Rodgers got hurt, you're a Giant fan and you're like, geez, that's going to be tough to beat the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. Now 
come on, let's face it. Is, is it going to be? Chris, is it going to be a little bit easier? With yeah, Nathan well, Wilson? Chris, you just made the point right. that we can't look at schedules. So how are you now looking right. six weeks ahead? And things can change according to your That's logic. So you're doing the same uh, thing that I just did. Didn't you, aren't you doing okay. that, Chris? I'm just doing it to prove a point. But that, okay, we're going around in circles, and you know I love you, Ty. Let me get to my main point, and I want to talk to Brandon about this. Okay, Brandon, you brought up the 2007 season. And I remember those first two games. I went to them. I mean, you know, like it was brutal. I didn't go to the Dallas game, but I went to the Packer game. It was brutal. I remember walking out of that stadium. We were 0-2, and our defense was horrendous. I mean, and I'm thinking, like, where do we go from here? What is the mindset of you guys after that? You're back in the locker room. You're 0-2. I mean, what do you guys do during that week? What what happens? Because I need to know, because after what happened to the Giants this past week, I'd like you to tell us, you know, what what the Giants should would have done this past week to uh, get ready, you know, to, for the rest of the season. I, I, so, so I'll tell you this. So what we did was we went back to work. We watched we, we watched the film each week, right? And we created some type of moral situation in our head. If we don't have this, if we don't have that happen, we have a better chance to win the game. So we tried to keep those things from happening going forward to give us a better chance to win the game. When we lost to Dallas in week one in Dallas, you know, we went back and we corrected those things against Washington, but other stuff went wrong that we didn't that didn't go wrong the first week. So you gotta always be on your P's and Q's when you out there trying to, you know, you know, trying to compete. But you know you're not perfect. You know everything is designed to work. Why isn't it working? Because the defense got some design against everything you do. Everything is supposed to work for real, for real. Like every block's supposed to work. Everything's supposed to happen. But at the end of the day, you're not ready for those those sudden changes that you don't think that's going to happen in football. So that's what you got to you got to get that in, in your mind, and you got to move forward. You know, we didn't go, we didn't panic. We were sad and we were upset, saying that we were a much better team than what showed the last two weeks. And we just got it. We went out, beat Washington. You know. Uh, 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 a week three, I'm sorry, what we had, Dallas and Green Bay the first two weeks. Then we went beat Washington in week three with a, a goal line right. stand at the end of the game. At the goal line stand, that was and, that, yep. and that gave us some, you know, you know, some momentum. We ripped off six straights, then lost a couple more. You know, uh, it just, it just go, man. You just line up and play every week. You can't look ahead. You can't, you know, you can't look back and say, you know. Well, we lost last week. I guess we're gonna lose this week too. Now nah, you just gotta keep going and keep building because that's your job and that's what you do. And you're and you're a winner. That's why you made it to where you are. Appreciate the call, Chris. You know, you know, I love you, brother. Uh, and, and to your point, Brandon, Dable's not gonna allow that locker room to sink to that way emotionally. Like you talk about the leaders who they have, Saquon being one of them. Why you love the head coach isn't just the X's and O's. It's about him being able to keep this team focused and ready for the game. And I guess it's one of the reasons why last week when people felt like they looked ill-prepared, you were a little disappointed because you don't expect that from a Brian Dable-led team. But this week, you know, they've already... You know, dispatched of that that loss uh, against Dallas, they're on to bigger and better things. They're they're gonna come out today, and I think we'll see the Giants win this game. You can't hold on to it, man. Like that's the thing about it. You go and you play bad, you lose. You gotta let it go. You go, you play good, and you win. You gotta let that go too. Yeah. Football is not meant for you to dwell on anything good and bad because you gotta work. You gotta go toward the next week. You know, you got six days until you play again. Columns in the box. What's up, Column? What's going on, Ty? What's going on, Mr. Jacobs? Um, about you know about the Giants. 
you know, obviously last week was bad. And it wasn't just the, the excellent players that the Cowboys had. The backups were getting there with, with ease. And the Cardinals aren't exactly on paper great, but they had six sacks last week against Washington. And I don't know Washington to have a bad offensive line. They beat the Eagles last year with that offensive line running, running hard on them the whole entire time. So it's, I'm a little bit nervous. And if I was an opposing team coming up against the Giants, I would run stunts overloads, everything on that right side to prove that they can block. And Andrew Thomas is coming in a little bit hurt, too. Run bull rushes on him to put him on his back leg to see how strong that hamstring is if he's even playing. Like, I I have confidence in this team. I love the coaching. I love the players. I believe they're going to win the game. But the offensive line does keep me skeptical until it's proven that they're able to have this to have a decent blocking and keep the game consistent because the offensive line is everything. It's going to make the defense worse if they're on the field longer. It's going to make the running back and quarterbacks bad, and it's going to make all those skill players irrelevant if they don't have time. The entire thing is based on how well that offensive line is going to be able to hold up. Appreciate the call, Cullum. Yeah, so Andrew Thomas, Brandon, he, he comes in, he's questionable. It looks like uh, he is a game-time decision dealing with that hamstring. And, and if I'm a Giant fan, uh, that's spooky. That soft tissue injury to your all-pro uh, tackle is something that could linger. And, and you know, they're going to be super cautious. If he's not feeling right, to the point where he can go out there and play without re-aggravating the injury, you, you, you're not going to see him out there today. Right. Well, I mean, hamstrings are tricky. Like I said last week, like like hamstrings are something that you don't know if they're, if they're okay or not until you until you overwork it and you extend that, that stride and then it grabs you and you're like, man, I thought it was good. I wasn't feeling it and I just felt it. You never know what a hamstring now. I can see that 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 they could make fans worry, but I, but you know, let me tell you this: as a player being in the NFL, mm-hmm. not not once ever did I think that we had a, 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 a not a good chance to lose the game because one player didn't play. I'm in there. I'm working with this guy who's the backup every day. I see what he can do every day. I see how good he is. I see his measurables. I see what he brings. We don't, we, as a player in the locker room, we don't worry if a guy's out or not. So you just got to go play. That's the guy that's in there. You got to go play. Let me ask you this. Does it ever enter into the conversation, you know, they're, they're going to be on a short week in San Francisco uh, this coming Thursday. The fact that they've got to play two games in four days, maybe you are a little bit more cautious and you hold him out today? Absolutely. Knowing that? I agree with that 100%. If I'm coach, I'm definitely holding him out because we got a short week in a game that we should get anyway, and, and they give an opportunity for a guy who's a backup to come in and get some work and get better throughout the stretch of the season if, you know, you know, like, you know, if he's needed. Strength in numbers, right? Cam's in the Absolutely. car. What's up, Cam? Hey, how you doing? Um, I just kind of wanted to take time to just go over my wish list. The ideal situation would make me feel as Uh-oh, happy wait. as the moment when Brandon Uh-oh. Jacobs chucked Charles Woodson and you know we was, like, winning. So here it goes. Uh-oh. I'm looking at the call screen, and Brandon, I don't think you're going to like this. If this call goes anything like what I'm seeing on the screen, I'm prepared to have you lose your mind. But let's go, Ken. Let's see what you got. All right, here's my wish list. Santa, please bring me this. Daniel Jones getting paid $2 million a game. So for that $2 million, lose every game, give me Caleb Williams, I'm going to be happy. That's, that, that's my wish list. Please, Santa, give me that. 
Uh, that's not going to happen. Your thoughts, Brandon? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't think the New York Giants are, 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 are bad drafters like San Francisco 49ers when they took Trey Lance. Appreciate the call, Cam. You know, they took Trey Lance when they had a starting quarterback and the guy sat for a long time. They won't do that. The Giants won't do that, especially they just paid Daniel Jones. They're not going to tank to get Caleb Williams from USC and got a guy sitting there that they just paid the year before $160 million. I, I, I struggle with this sometimes because I got a lot of respect for callers and people who listen to the show, the support. I mean, it means a lot. The idea that the Giants, fresh off of not just getting to the playoffs, winning a playoff game with the reigning coach of the year who just paid their quarterback $40 million should now in the ensuing season tank. Like, <laughs> what kind of mess is that, Brandon? That doesn't even, I don't know, After man. one loss, they should tank for Caleb tank, Williams? Tank everything for Caleb Williams. Oh, Nobody, my God. Yeah, man, that's just what it is, though. You know how, like, 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 like that's how it works. Let me ask People. you this, though, because athletes say they don't listen to the media. When when you were a player, did, did I do. you, did you yes. listen to the media? You did? I did. I did listen to the media. You listen to talk shows and watch television I, shows? I sit up there. I, I read newspapers. I listen to the shows. I read comments under the show, like you know, I, all, like all of that, so, everything. So if you're if you are on this team this and and you're in Arizona, so you wouldn't be driving in New York listening to the game. But let's just say this week you heard that caller as you're driving to practice. What the hell is going through your mind, Brandon? Well. <laughs> First of all, I, I would always say, well, that's that's why they're fans and they don't really know what the hell they're talking about. But, you know, that was me. But, like, a lot of fans got a lot of knowledge on the game, you know, and they love their team so much. They do so much research on so many players that they know so much about them, you know. But tanking. Yeah, come on, man. Tanking for Caleb Williams. Like, come on, man. We just gave a quarterback $160 million, man. And the season is still, like, it's still here, man. You got, you're you going to yeah. win this game against Arizona. You got a tough slate, but, you know, to have some faith. Uh, I, I'm making the case that, yes, it could be over with. They lost because I think it will be, but I just don't think they're going to lose this game, which is why you still have everything to play for. 800-919-3776. We'll get back to your phone calls. And, Brandon, I also got to tell you about this. I, I did something last night that I regret. So Uh-oh. much, I don't know how I'm going to be able to live with myself going forward. Uh-oh. So I'll tell you about that coming up right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Updates on some injury news. Bears wide receiver Chase Claypool, who looked like he would be inactive today or could be inactive because they were questioning his effort level, is going to play today in that game against the Buccaneers. That is a trade that's not aging well for Chicago, who gave up a first-round pick to to Pittsburgh to get Claypool in there to help Justin Fields, but so far not looking good. Kansas City gets back Chris Jones, who just signed a contract, and Travis Kelsey is also going to be active. Texans quarterback C.J. Stroud was listed as questionable due to a shoulder injury. He is officially active today against the Colts, which means we get a battle between the two rookie quarterbacks. Anthony Richardson against Stroud. Schefter notes this will be the NFL's youngest quarterback matchup ever. Two rookie quarterbacks, both under 22 years old and a combined 43 years and 102 days old today. Meanwhile, the Packers, no Aaron Jones, hurt his hamstring on that touchdown last week. No Christian Watson, he's out. 
the Jets will be without Greg Zerline, their kicker. We're still waiting to see news on Aziz Ojolari and Andrew Thomas for the Giants, but we do know that Graham Gano will be in there to kick for the Giants. He was uh, dealing with some injuries this week. But that's your injury update, 800-919-3776. Let's go to Chan, who's in Perth Amboy. He wants to talk Jets-Cowboys. What's up, Chan? What's going on? How you been? Yo, Coach, what's going on, man? Good to talk to you, brother. You too. Hey, I just want to start off by saying, and I mean this as a compliment, I don't think I've ever hated a Giant more than I have Brandon Jacobs. Oh, man. And I mean mean that purely in a football sense, not as a person. Oh, wow. Brandon, he's a Cowboys fan, by the way, so you know where that comes from. But 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 so is it good hate for me though? Would you look at it as good oh, hate? Oh, it's li- okay. Listen, okay, it's good. good. It's good hate, and and when you ran over Leron um, um, Landry, that was one of the most beautiful things I ever seen. Okay, but let's I, get back to this. It's good hate. So long as it's good hate, I, I don't have to get on the plane to be on my way to Perth Amboy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Uh, hey, how you feeling, Ty? We we all got Brandon Cooks today. Yeah, I heard that in the uh, in the Sports Center. No Brandon Cooks today, but you still do have that great defense against an offensive line that last week did not look good at all. Right, well, didn't we talk about that all summer? Yeah, I told you man. that was going to be our one our one advantage. Yeah, you man. Know, not besides not now having Aaron Rodgers, but I think it's going to be a close one. I'm thinking something like. 16, 13, you know, 14, 10. I think the defense is just going to go at it. We just need Dak to do what he loved doing last year, and that was uh, throw the ball to the other team. Here, here we go Dak with loved that nothing again. more than, like, seeing defensive backs, and he's like, I think he deserves an interception, and, and then throwing it right to him. We need more of that today. <laughs> listen, listen, as long as, Zach, as, as long as Zach does the same thing like he did last week, just tossing it to guys like he doesn't see them, I think we got a chance. Well, look, Chan, you just had the Freudian slip. You you tried to say Zach, but you almost said Dax. So I don't know. Maybe we'll be watching this game today and not be able to figure out who's who, you know, given what, what we saw last year from your quarterback. I, I don't know, man. Uh, hey, I tell you what, at about 5 o'clock, expect to hear from me, brother. I'm looking forward to it, Chan. Appreciate the call. Brandon. All right, so, no doubt, Brandon. So you got you got confidence in Zach. I'm 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 surprised. Like, what is it about this 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 guy who we've seen struggle so much that you feel can legitimately come in and, and still you know keep the, the the ship from from sinking? Um, because it's a new season, man. The guy he been his, his back has been against the wall. They no one loves him. No one respects him. Jets fans don't like him. You know, they brought in Aaron Rodgers. The organization doesn't like him. He got so much to play for, man. He got so he, – okay, last week, you know, it was a sudden change. He knew he wasn't going to play in last week's game. Damn. He Talk had no to- idea. He had no idea Aaron Rodgers was going there and go down off of non-contact, uh, uh, you know, injury. You know, he had no idea, so he wasn't ready. I've seen a lot of guys not ready for their moment, you know, when they come. Now, Zach has had a whole week to, to – Really sit down and and, and 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 internalize these last four or five months, and now have an opportunity to say whatever he want to say to make himself feel better to everybody else that didn't believe in him. I believe in him because he haven't done anything wrong in 2023 just yet, without you know, with having the time to prepare. And what would it do for your locker room if you know, even if he wasn't, let's say, the reason why they won the game because the defense forced four turnovers and special teams, Xavier Gibson had the walk-off punt return in overtime. What would it do for a locker room if your quarterback, who has been plagued by injuries, inefficiency, and the noise has gotten to him? 
and, and he walks off that field as a winner coming into that situation. What does it do for the locker room in, in, in that regard? Well, I, I'm not I'm not so much concerned with the the uh, you know the locker room because right now I would be concerned in that individual player, right? So the locker room can build and it can be great and it can get, and it can spice up. But as that player who went through so much the last I guess the last eight or nine ten months from teammates and organization, I'm gonna keep going out there. I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. I'm gonna do my job and I'm gonna mind my business for the rest of the season. There you go, 800-919-3776. Another injury update. Uh, no Austin Eckler today for the Chargers, but it does look like. Oh, that's a big, that, that's, yeah. that's a big one. That's yeah. a really big one. And I mean, that's, that's a tough loss for them last yeah. year. I mean, J.C. Jackson, what are you doing on that uh, that that uh, penalty right before the half? That ended up being the difference in the game. <laughs> they, they, he, they gave up three points right before the half on, on, a, uh, you know, on a pass interference that he had no business being a part of. Then they lose by two. That's a tough. That's a tough loss for the Chargers. Yeah, no, nah, that's a really tough loss. Uh, he's kind of, you know, he's a big part of the offense, you know, and, and to see that he's out now, now, now that can be a dagger in, in, uh, in like in the teammate. But again, you know, when you know you got a, a guy that got a lot of production, you know, through offense like that, you know, when he's coming, you know, receiving and running, you know, that sometimes that could be a a, a problem you know, to your teammates, you know, not too much alignment, though, because they feel like they all should be able to do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it's, 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 it's a dagger. Chargers on the road in Tennessee today, looking to rebound from that tough, tough loss in Miami where they just allowed Tua to go crazy on their defense. Mark Andrews, good news for the Ravens, uh, expected to play today after missing last week uh, in that win over the Texans, but J.K. Dobbins out for the season. So that's another huge blow mm. uh, for an offense this year. 800-919-3776. Trey is in <laughs> Texas. What's up, Trey? What's going on, fellas? Big J, what's going on with you, baby? What's going on? How you doing, man? <laughs> man, everything well. Everything well, man. Look, this season is going to be one in the trenches. Whether we, I mean, if we decide to win some games, it's going to be one in the trenches on both sides of the ball. The reason why Giant fans are talking like this, Caleb Williams and, you know, other quarterbacks or whoever they could draft, is is because that was embarrassing as hell. I I mean, I know some Jet fans that was embarrassed for the Giants. You know what I'm saying? Like, legitimately, that that was embarrassing, man. You don't – you got Latifah coming now singing the anthem. I mean, it's wet outside, but both damn teams was wet. I mean, were the Cowboys playing in in 80-degree weather? So that's where the angst comes from. That's where the ire comes from for wanting maybe another quarterback or go to another direction. For the Jets, keep it close. Dumb that playbook down to Zach Wilson. Whatever you had drawn up for Aaron Rodgers, that's not going to help us now because Aaron Rodgers is not here. So you got to take that playbook and you got to simplify it for Zach Wilson so he can be successful today. I'm not worried about the D. Pause. The D going to show up. <laughs> hey, you know yo. what I'm saying? They're going to show up regardless. Hey, yo. So, well, you know, I, hey, I, I I like the Jets. To, I, you know, I like I like who's ever playing against the Cowboys. All right, I like who's ever playing against the Cowboys. So I'm I'm definitely going That's with the Jets today. That's shocking. You like whoever. How how was that game for you? Be honest. Let's, like, take me through like you know the the whole experience for you last Sunday night watching what unfolded on on, on Sunday night football. Well, we've been there. You know, I don't like the Cowboys. I do respect their organization, and I respect their their uh, 
90s success and knowing them as be one of the greatest franchises in the National Football in, in the history of the National Football League. I respect all of that. I respect a lot of the players that have been there, you know, that played with the Cowboys, that took that took them to Super Bowls and won it. But I just don't like them. So every time that game came up, I always had a little bit extra, you know, with me. You know, I I, I wanted to I wanted to win the game. I wanted to beat them. I wanted to do well against them. You know, like I wanted I, I don't like the Cowboys so much where I, I I know that I scored the most touchdowns against the Dallas Cowboys than any other giant in the history of the franchise. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so <laughs> I just, it just, I don't know, man. It just, I, I never, I, I didn't like them growing up, and I, I, I and just, ha- you know, having to play against them, you know, twice a year, and, and all the loud noise from the fans. They consistently talk about every year, you know, like that, that, that wear on me. That, that, that stuff wore on me. So we stumbled upon it because last week I asked you, you know, your your Instagram name is New York Giants Touchdown Record, and I said once someone surpasses you. What's the new Instagram name? So we found it. It's, you know, I've scored the most touchdowns in Giants franchise history against the Cowboys. <laughs> that's the handle we got to go. I know it's a little lengthy. That's a, that's a lengthy handle. <laughs> it's going to be hard to find. But, but we I, might I have don't to think, go with that. I don't think that record is going to be beat. They, uh, people throw the ball around too much now to beat that. We were run heavy then, so I don't think that's going to happen. All right, so before we get back to the phone calls at 800-919-3776, I teased this going into the break. I did something last night that's unforgivable. And maybe there's an excuse for it, but so I'm laying in bed after a very long day. I did the show, then after the show was done at 6.30, had to go over to Jersey and take care of some things, come back. It's now like 12.30 a.m., got the show today, got the two kids. So, you know, it's it's an action-packed household. So I'm watching Colorado, Colorado State, and, yo, fam, I fell asleep right before the final drive of regulation. No. Right before Shador um, Sanders takes them down on that, what, 98-yard touchdown 98 drive. 98-yard drive. Right was before beautiful. that. It was beautiful to look at. Oh, man. So I wake up to, like, all the tweets. And, you know, I'm reading up on it. And I actually had to go back and rewatch it. But I was so disappointed in myself, man. Like, that's a moment you cannot miss. I was, I was excited all day for this game. But one thing I just hate about college football, how the hell are we ending games after 2 o'clock in the morning, man? Well, because these games are West Coast. <laughs> but, That's why they're West Coast. But they're so lengthy. It started at 10. started at 10, 15 to be exact. Oh, man. But we're going we to have to talk about that coming up because i got to get your thoughts. I did see you tweeting about it, and you were not happy with all the mistakes that Colorado State made, oh, especially man, in overtime. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into that. We're up against the clock, but uh, I, I did want to let you know, man. I, I fell asleep, but I, I did get a chance today to catch up on everything that had happened. So I'm excited to get your thoughts on that. And, of course, we're going to get back to your phone calls at 800-919-3776. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, right here on 9870 ESPN.